Hello, hello, and welcome to Is This Really For Kids, a podcast where I, your host, Thea Touched, and decide, hey, is this piece of media suitable for children? I hope you guys have enjoyed the first part of the season where we went over A Quiet Place 2. If you haven't, I would love for you to check those out. And if you don't mind, I would love for you to follow me on some socials so that I can get ad space and we can... Take this potty to another level. Uh, I don't know why I call my podcast a potty, but it is there for all of you to listen to now. So you're welcome. Next up is this Netflix comedy show called Insatiable, which I loved, but apparently after a very quick Google search of just like reminding myself of some of the ways that the show went down, I took notes, but I always like to go back and check that I was more thorough. I realized that a lot of people did not like this show. I kind of chose it for this season because I believe that having an eating disorder is, you know, unlucky. And as you know from my first podcast that I've been going into a more mental health advocacy route, becoming like more structured in that, getting more resources, I think I I might end up being in a job with mental health, I, I don't really know how my life is going to end up yet because it's just been so about the arts for so long, but I think things are changing. So here I am in this space and I recently joined this company called Project Heal, which funds treatment for eating disorders. My mother had an eating disorder. I'm sure I'm still like in the diagnoses of mine, but I know that I have tendencies of just like being a daughter and learning from that, which is like unfortunate. But, you know, everything is figureoutable and fixable, so, you know, I'm working out on that. But anyway, Project Heal is, I think they're kind of a nonprofit. I don't really know what to classify their company as, but they basically help fund eating disorder treatments for people struggling with eating disorders because treatments can cost up to $100,000. And I know my mom, my mom could have afforded hers, but my grandpa went and took her out of it. Like, nobody ever talks about that. But here I am in the podcast talking about that, because uh, I think it needs to be said that I know that that's a lot of people's struggles with mental health after seeing, like, my therapist just yesterday. And a lot of people, like, pull people out of treatment when that's what they need to get better. And part of it is stigma. Part of it is, like, lack of financial resources. But Project Heal is there to help bridge that barrier. I have a fundraiser down below. I'm only trying to raise 500 for them. Uh, I'm thinking I'm at 412, so I'm very, very close to my goal. But that would be really cool if y'all are willing to donate to that. That helps somebody who really needs it. And, you know, like, even my mom donated, which was, like, I was very, very proud of her and really liked that she did that because I think it's kind of healing sometimes to like give back to people who are suffering from the same thing as you and you know that you're not alone. So anyway, I recommend you to check out Project Heal. I'll include their links below. But yeah, I just wanted to plug that while we go into Insatiable, which I really liked and kind of became my love affair with Debbie Ryan, who I think is a phenomenal actress, like maybe one of the best actors of the Disney Channel to come out, honestly. So this show only had two seasons, but yeah, basically I guess the series got canceled because there was like 230,000 signatures saying that the series caused eating disorders. I didn't know, and I don't think I felt like that. It definitely talks about eating disorders, which I think sometimes people don't understand that like you can talk about mental health and it's not going to cause your mental health to be worse necessarily. Like that's not how mental illness 
is, I think, sometimes talking about it can bring an awareness of something that was already there. But I don't think that talking about mental health can create a mental health problem. That And that's just my personal opinion. Obviously, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm just an advocate. And I've done some research, though, so I don't want to discredit my opinion either. Like, I would say that I'm constantly learning about this, but... Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll keep that. We'll keep that on the back burner during this review. Don't you worry. So Debbie Ryan plays Patty, who is this teenage girl who is very overweight. People said her fat suit looks fake. I didn't really think so. I felt like she looked like I know a person that looks like her. You know what I mean? I've met people that look like Patty, which is and maybe goes into this thing of like, should somebody fat have played that role originally, but then you have to lose weight. So I understand why it was Debbie Ryan. I also think Debbie Ryan is like a normal sized person for the most part. Anyway, she's also married to Death Cab for a cutie. That blows my mind. So basically what happens is Patty is being bullied. She has like one friend, which I do like because I feel like in a lot of these bully scenarios, like the truth is, is like you could be bullied by most people in school have a terrible time, but somehow you really usually do have one friend. That's how I had anyway. I don't know if there's other people who like feel like they literally have no friends, but it is such an interesting concept because it's like you have one true friend who likes you despite all of these other people not liking you. And that's, I think, pretty cool, you know? But anyway, Patty just like loses it one day because a homeless person or unhoused, depending on your sensitivities. He insults her weight and she punches him and he punches back and she ends up in the hospital with a broken jaw because she was on a liquid diet. She lost all this weight. She had her like jaw wired shut. So she pleads not guilty to this, like, you know, fighting the homeless man, which is like interesting. Like she did punch him, but I mean, like he did. It's, it's such a hard one with those instances of violence because it's like, if you bully somebody and they finally snap, are you not at least responsible? You're not innocent in that way. Like, I, obviously, like, violence is not the answer and you should raise your head up high, but you can't, like, it's, people have, like, emotions and if you are constantly harassing, like, people will snap. Like, I don't, I think that's, like, an expectation to be inhuman, but... Either way, she meets this guy, Bob Armstrong, who is, he's kind of disgraced on the pageant circuit. I think he got accused of molesting a girl because they didn't want his girl to win, but he agrees to help Patty because he also sees potential in her being a pageant girl because she's now lost 70 pounds with her liquid diet. And Bob is kind of like, he reminds me a lot of this college community theater teacher I had, honestly, uh, and very also similar to Zach Galifianakis' twin character in Baskets, which I'm reviewing on my YouTube channel. But Bob kind of just tells her all these things like, you know, pretty girls don't have to settle. Patty, on top of being fat, also, you know, thought like, Isis was like an Italian ice and they talk, I mean, this is a dark comedy, so it gets into things. And I will say, I don't remember a lot of like people of color in this. And they do kind of talk about how like, you know, images, everything, like you kind of like have to be white to win the pageant thing. I think that is like changing. I feel like I've seen a lot of diverse pageant contestants win these couple of days, but I know how it used to be in the past. Other cool things going on this is there is an LBGTQ storyline of where the best friend is in love with Patty. I'm rooting for that bestie, honestly. She's so cute. Patty's mom is a bit of a character too. The mom knows about Patty's best friend's crush 
which is a little dangerous because the mom is a little problematic. Patty, meanwhile, too, develops this huge crush on Bob, the lawyer, who he's not gay, but he's very metrosexual, we'll just say. So now that Patty is pretty and crushing on Bob, she is navigating the first day of senior year and she wants to get revenge on everybody that bullied her. She's definitely struggling with, I think, a lot of like mental health problems that were not addressed. And I'm sure like even getting that injury, a lot happened. So then they find out that there was a fire where the homeless man was and Bob is like a little scared that she is responsible. They also go to this gala for anal cancer and there's like a brown ribbon, which makes me laugh. Like there are some really seriously funny moments and I know people get like mad. I think it's like hard for people to understand that sometimes like humor is a coping skill that is used for mental illness. And like, I think sometimes a dark joke is like, a way of making, of like taking away bad thoughts power. And I understand that like a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, there are things you can't joke about. And I feel like maybe not to you, but to like some people it helps, you know? Anyway, they also mispronounce Regina like vagina, which is like amazing. It just very funny stuff. Just so many funny stuff. They kind of talk about like that Patty deserved what happened because she was fat and Bob was kind of like letter, you know what I mean? Uh, just take what the homeless guy is saying, you know, but I, I kind of feel like she should defend herself because it's like not okay for men to take like that or just think like because of the way you look, you deserve something like that's so deserve honestly like ridicule and harassment too because of the way you look like that's so weird like you don't know the situations pertaining to the way that somebody looks like no one chooses to be born like unless you have money you can't like go through a huge plastic surgery thing so it's it's a lot but anyway patty's mom is also 100 days sober and then we have magnolia and magnolia is i'm pretty sure she's black which is cool because I said the show is mostly white, but that's not true. And the cool thing about Magnolia too is she's like a very popular girl. She is kind of the pageant queen to beat. She wants to hire Bob. We find out that the homeless guy is in an AA meeting. He talks about how like he got alcohol when he was young and Bob is just kind of getting proof. And so Patty ends up, pour, she pours alcohol on him, like lights a match, you know, she feels like skinny is magic, like she is invincible. And then the homeless guy ends up being in the hospital in critical condition and she's all nervous because she doesn't want to go to jail. She sat at the cool table and she feels like she's struggling with like, even though now she like looks perfect on the outside, she's struggling letting like fatty Patty go. Patty also meets this cute guy, Christian, who is, <laughs> you guessed it, a Christian. So Bob, who Patty likes, he has a wife, Coralie, who helps like get these pictures because they're being like accused of seducing younger girls. And Magnolia tries to come on to Bob to try to get him to represent her in the pageant. Patty's friend who's played by Kimmy Shields, who I think is also in Melanie Martinez's thing, which is really cool. But she is, she's very good at being a cop. Her dad is also a cop, but she just doesn't want to, which I understand. Patty is kind of going out with a bra, which they say is bad for your back, but I also get it. I think she's a 36 DD, but looking at Patty, it does not seem that way. Obviously, like, I guess it's like a hard thing maybe to eyeball, but she seems like she has smaller boobs than that because like I'm most 36 
double D or like a triple D. I could fit into a 36 double D, but it's not pretty. So Coralie actually busts Brick, who I think is either Bob's family member, and she catches Brick having an affair with Regina, which is super, super illegal, not great. And, you know, she just kind of explains that, like, you know, you're trafficking child porn eventually. And they're also, like, there's, like, people jerking off to Patty's back because she doesn't have a bra on. So the show's dark. It's dark. But I also feel like there's, like, a realness to what's happening. Like, definitely in, like, my school. It's just interesting, like, shows like this get called too dark. But Euphoria is definitely, like, lauded over and, and thought of brilliance, which could be a lot of, like, Euphoria does a lot of beautiful cinematography, which maybe makes it more artsy, which makes people think it less real than shooting it very traditionally. We also find out that the unhoused man lit the fire and he, cause he wanted to just like get Patty in trouble because he had accidentally started the fire, but he wanted her to take the blame so that he didn't get in trouble. And then he just basically is like, you know, like maybe you're skinny now, but you'll always be fat inside and it makes Patty really mad. And she wanted him to drop dead and he does. He dies of a heart attack and she's like skinny magic. So then um, she goes on a road trip with Bob where she believes the calories don't count on a road trip. I feel like when I'm on a road trip, that is when I feel the most guilty about the way that I eat because it's usually like fast food and you feel like you eat so terrible. And in the car, I always feel like so dirty. I don't know if anybody else feels this way, but that's me. Like it's very, very hard to eat. I feel like clean on a road trip. So Cora Lee, Bob's wife, is trying to get back into this like high society of people, but then her trailer park trash sister and kids crash her wife's dinner. They turn their front lawn into a water park. Patty herself is struggling with following rules and that's why Bob kind of takes her on this road trip to Stella Rose and is hoping that she will kind of like learn to be better and get ready for pageant. They teach her the walk. I will say that walk is very hard to master. Stella Rose is trying to steal his client because she wants revenge because she had an affair with Bob and Stella Rose is going to return to pageant coaching and she notices that Patty has a crush on Bob and she kind of uses it to give Patty a necklace that she wants them to break up Cora Leaf with because revenge, not the best, but uh, I understand the whole cheating thing can make people very, do things that they normally wouldn't do. Let's just say that. Also in this episode, Patty eats crawfish competitively, which I love eating crawfish, but I think trying to eat them competitively would suck. And volume eating is a slippery slope. And that's like kind of an anorexic trigger. I will say people are like, oh, about the commentary on anorexia and stuff that it'll give people eating disorders. But I feel like in the commentary, one, it's maybe very real, like of how those thoughts actually are. But I will say like, I feel like from the audience when it's like, you know, it's unhealthy. You're not looking at Patty as like, oh, wow, this is exactly how I'd be like, like you can tell in the way that the performances, the delivery, that it is like a very mental illness sort of dialogue. So Patty's mom is back from her AA trip, but Patty is going to do this mother and daughter pageant with the coach's wife. Patty's mom doesn't know who her dad is, which could be a lot of the reasons for Patty's mental health. Patty's mom gets jealous and gets her friend Nani to be in the pageant with her. Nani's real mom died when three, which makes Nani just like the best character in here. Regina goes and sabotages to faces all these white suits. Cora Lee is like really obsessed with impressing Magnolia's mom, Etta May, and does this whole like working organization for mothers. 
when she gets like kind of canceled off of their one organization they were in because she's working too much which is mean that we don't support women in their career choice. So Coralie and Patty do gardening for the talent. I thought that their thing was a vagina, but it was a peach. And maybe that was part of the joke, but they win for their talent. Congratulations. But they end up arresting Brick, who is Bob's son, because he has statutory raped Regina, which is not good and he needed to be arrested. And Coralie ditches Patty, which makes her really mad, and she gives Coralie Stella Rose's necklace. You thought she wasn't going to because of all this bonding, but then Patty just does like, you do one bad thing against Patty and she freaks out, which I think is another whole thing with her mental health. I can't diagnose her because I'm not a professional, but something's going on there. So Patty gets disqualified because she's got a lot of naked pictures of Dixie. Somebody hacked her phone and leaked them, which causes her friend to think she's gay because why does she have naked pictures of a woman on her phone? It's a bit weird. So Magnolia wants to help Patty and they decide that they would do a dog wash bikini in their bikinis for eating disorders, which honestly sounds like a very fun event. Although I will say more fun like the bikini car wash thing is done in so many teen movies and stuff. And it is like weird, right? Because the whole bikini thing is that it's sexy. And then there's these underaged women. So what's happening? Like, can we not do that please society? Just a request. So Magnolia was dating Bob's son, Brick, but she breaks up when she learns about like the Regina affair, but Brick and Patty grow closer. And he just kind of talks about, you know, like his relationship between Bob and him are it's strained and Coralie leaves Bob due to the affair and he, however, is going to try to mend his relationship with Brick. Part of me says why I bother because Brick is like older and sleeping with underage girls. So can we stop? So Christian is in trouble and goes to Bob for help because he, he has sold drugs to Magnolia and is in trouble and his mom wants him to just like get in trouble, take the fall, learn from this mistakes so that, you know, he understands that there are consequences to his behavior. Meanwhile, Nani is just, you know, a gay high schooler surrounded by women in a bikini, having a time, having a time. Uh, I think I've definitely had that moment of like being gay when I was younger, but not having the words for it as Nani did now being a high schooler in this age. So Patty's phone got hacked by Regina's cellmate, who is like a meth head hacker. And Regina gives her a makeover in exchange for that, you know, women supporting women. Patty is like having a lot of negative thoughts about her appearance in a bikini. And you know, she's like, she decides that it's okay to sexualize herself for a good cause, but she's not feeling brave. She still wants to be thinner, which is like hard. But I think it's like, it's just a very honest portrayal of I think the thoughts that go on with an eating disorder. Dixie, however, sabotages the thing by putting these oils that make dogs hump people at the bikini thing. It's super dark and gross. Patty often like hurts people on purpose, but Bob forgives her anyway. And Magnolia is mad because Brick brought all of these LBGQ people, but would do it for Patty, but not for her. And Patty and Brick kiss. Ugh. There's also like a trans girl at this bikini thing. So I like the representation. That was nice. More than some teen shows have it, especially like early 2000 ones. So to compete in this Jesus magic pageant, Patty has to get baptized and she's not baptized. She basically wants to get baptized 
because of her own self-interest. Bob isn't qualified because his wife left him. Magnolia is so mad that Patty lied about her relationship with Brick that she goes out with Christian because they want to make them both crazy. And she wants revenge, which Christian thinks is hot. Brick also is just... I really don't like him. It's just weird. But he basically is like, you know, he's trying to just tell his dad and nephew because he's sleeping with the prodigy. And he slept with the dad's like prodigy's enemy. Nani comes to the conclusion after she meets this other LBGQ pageant member who's like plus sized and discovers that like she is gay and she tells Patty and Patty's like, you know, I don't love you like that, but nothing has to change. And then she's really mad at Patty's indifference. I think it's also just that heartbreak. I mean, Patty is self-centered and that maybe could have made her in that rejection realize it because I think sometimes when you're rejected by somebody, you realize all their flaws because they come off of the love pedestal, you know what I mean? But I think Patty's right that like nothing has to change, but I also think Nani's right in that Patty is self-evolved. <laughs> So Patty and Bob are going to get baptized together because he ruins Brick's wrestling match. Also, there are two Bobs, I want to say. Bob is also the name of Magnolia's father. Uh, I guess they both used to be friends, but now they're like highly competitive with each other. It's very silly. Patty's mom is just not there for Patty, unfortunately. Can relate. Magnolia, in her vengeance, spikes Patty's cup with Molly. And Patty wants to choose Brick because if she feels that that's the person who sees her as she wants to be and she's like trying to learn to do more stuff. But I also want to say that although it is wrong and I should not condone the use of doing drugs and I wouldn't, I think that a Molly baptism would be very fun uh, and a good experience. But anyway, in the Molly confusion, instead of choosing Brick, she chooses Christian because there is a God-sized hole in her asking to be filled. Get it? And he's a Christian. <laughs> See, it's funny. It's a funny show. I like it. So Magnolia's dad has a sex tape of Patty and Christian, which I don't know what he thought he was going to do with it because it's child porn. So that backfires and is awful, but okay. Anyway, men, you know, they also learn that Stella Rose is to judge and Bob thinks that that's going to work him against him and Patty. So Patty has to learn the Bible to compete, which is stressful, I'm sure, because... The Bible is not an easy thing always to learn. So Bob starts thinking that Stella Rose's daughter, Roxy, is his because they have a similar like OCD tendency. Patty learns that her mom's dad ran out when her mom had a boyfriend and she started acting out at 14. So Nani isn't really going to help Patty because she's still recovering from like the rejection. And Christian is like, oh, I could steal the answers so you could cheat on your Bible test, which is just like what God, I guess, wanted to do. And Patty is all like, Jesus's father never abandoned him like mine, which I... I kind of love having the same thing, honestly. Needs to be on a shirt. Magnolia ends up winning because she cheated and Patty is second place, but is just a loser. Christian is going to get in trouble and is being threatened to like be sent to military school. So he says to Patty like, well, you know, let's go to Hollywood. Then the big reveal is that Magnolia's father, Bob, is actually Roxy's father as well because Stella Rose had an affair with him for revenge and in order to keep the secret, Bob tells that Magnolia cheated so Patty can win and then Magnolia overdoses, which is very unfortunate. I think that it's more about, not about the pageant winning, but more about that her dad kept this like secret sister from her. Very traumatic, obviously. So Patty loses her virginity to Christian, but he realizes that he doesn't love her back, so that's unfortunate. And then she's afraid she's pregnant the first time that she had sex, which really sucks because her test comes back positive. But then it just turns out that it was 
uh, Terra Tuma, which is a tumor that was once her twin in utero. So that also, I think, just adds to a lot of her anorexia because she was like so fat, she basically ate her twin that's stuck there. And then to make matters worse, because a lot of Christian pastors are not educated, unfortunately, he fears that Patty's tumor, the pastor, fears that Patty's tumor could be a demon inside of her. So it's super helpful, dude. Super the worst. I don't understand. So Bob's father is in the hospital for a heart attack, but Bob and Coralie end up making up, but he finds out that Coralie slept with this massage therapist. Bob, Magnolia's father, Bob, ends up getting senior partner from Bob's father, even though they have like a good talk in the hospital. And then it just ends up in this like wild thing where they fight. And then the other Bob says that basically he loves the other Bob and they like make out. There's definitely gay tension. I'm glad I called it. I knew something was going on. So uh, my gaydar is still pretty in check. Patty is also compulsively eating. She's got sponsored by Wiener Taco, which I love. That's so funny. So she's just like eating her sponsorship thing. She's just very stressed out. And then Dixie tries to fight her in a wheelchair. Very impressive. Disabled people can, babies. And she pushes Dixie off in this truck and it was fighting with self-defense, but this video of it ends up going viral, which really sucks for her because she totally, she shouldn't have like thrown her off the truck, but to be fair, she was being attacked. So like, what are you supposed to do? Also to make matters worse, Nani isn't ready for sleepovers because, and doesn't even know she can be friends because she knew what she wanted and also somehow knew what Patty didn't. So struggling, poor Nani. They also do an Ouija board and it ends up being the unhoused guy, which I think is so funny. Um, it's so dark and funny, but it's so great. And then I end up stop sponsoring Patty at Wiener Taco for the fight. Patty learns that like her twin would have been named Kitty and she credits everything, like all of her good luck to that twin. So Dixie is now in a wheelchair. She says she's paralyzed from the waist down. So now there's like a bullying assembly and Patty's really mad because she's been bullied for years and there's no assembly. I honestly feel like that is how schools work. At least how mine used to. Patty believes that Dixie was faking the wheelchair. And so she like dumps her out of the wheelchair trying to expose her, but she is not faking it. So then Patty is like, yeah, I think I do need to have an exorcism because like they're asked demon in me because like why why did this happen and then the exorcist comes but there really was no demon to blame Patty was just a horrible person and then Bob even though she's in couples counseling with Coralie he realizes that he does have attraction for Bob Bernard and he goes over to have gay sex with him so one could say Bob is juggling more balls than he can handle <laughs> You see what I'm, see what I did there. Anyway, Patty has had this birthday tradition of getting sheet faced, which I, this is so great. I honestly love it, even though I don't think I could eat that much cake, but they just get a cake from Costco and they eat it all and it's a birthday tradition. So at Bob's suggestion, Patty does this charity roast for Dixie to get a van and an electric wheelchair. Meanwhile, Coralie is doing a tampon tazzle because she wants to be a momentaneur. The tampazzle, Alyssa Milano is so great in this role. Bob Bernard comes clean to Magnolia, you know, and says he's gay and talks about the story with her sister. And, you know, we already established that, you know, that's why she OD'd. But just in case anybody missed that, you know, Christian is in trouble because he kidnapped a girl in Brazil and he gets really creepy and aggressive when Patty brings that up to him. There's so many butt sex jokes in this episode and I'm, I'm living for it. Patty's mom wants to be part of Coralie's idea, but feels like she needs to get out of town for a while. And Nani is just upset about the way that she loses her head around Patty and just has to kind of take a break from the friendship. So Patty's feeling really low. And then on top of that, she sees Bob and Bob making out. And then 
she does a terrible thing and outs them in front of all the parties, but there is this kind of thing, too, where Bob is like, you have to be authentic, so it's like kind of a double-edged sword about being like super authentic, but, and he was like hiding, but it still, you know, wrecked Bob's life a little bit and was obviously not her thing to do an outing. It is a really hard thing because of like, until we make being gay okay, you know what I mean? Where there isn't this like big deal about outing where there'd be consequences, it's hard, but it is that thing too of like, well, you're wrapping up into somebody's lie. Like I think the the mechanics of outing a gay person are very complicated. And I feel like there's definitely like, there's some, I've gotten into some gray area from like my ex-husband because I think he was out, but I don't know if he was out fully. Like it was just, a, it's a very complicated issue because it's like, it's not like people are like, they tell you they're gay, right? And they don't tell you sometimes whether they're out or not, you know? And it's like a very big issue that I think we need more like discussion on and deeper things. But I mean, I don't think Patty was right to do this because she definitely did it in her like vengeful state. And she obviously clearly feels guilty about it as she goes and then binge eats. So Patty's suspended from school because of Dixie in the wheelchair, even though I think Dixie could walk. But everything's going bad. Her friend still doesn't really want to be friends with her. Bob is like, you know, who you are inside is truly ugly. So she's just been binging and she's fat again. But she became a little bit inspired because Drew Barrymore is coming in town. And Drew Barrymore is honestly like the perfect guest for this. Brick is kind of mad at her too because... She broke up the family and Bob is just kind of mad because he just didn't choose this life to be gay. And like now it is like kind of happening to him. And I love this like line of go be sexually confused in someone else's kitchen. So Brick ends up attacking Christian who's trying to like just harass Patty. And then he helps Patty get healthy. Bob Barnard comes clean to Stella Rose. And both of the Bobs want to coach Roxy together. Roxy is like upset that Stella Rose had her like adopted and it's just really messed up. Regina doesn't want to be nice. She wants to be a winner. It's sad that the those two terms are not mutually exclusive. So Dixie drives this van away. Patty is not eating. They also make this joke that the KKK will invest in tampons because they're white, which is ugh, awful, but very dark and funny. So then Cora Lee and the Bobs engage in a thruple, which I don't, it kind of felt forced, but also I, I kind of get it. And they end up missing Drew Barrymore because Patty is trying to get revenge on Roxy because she wants to like sabotage her. So she tasers her. But when she goes to taser her, she gets shot with a tranquilizing dart and then gets kidnapped herself. Stella Rose and Roxy kidnap Patty because they're trying to sabotage Bob Armstrong, but I don't even think he cares about Patty at this point, so this is very weird of them. They're behind in the program, for sure. Stella Rose and all of her evilness, she is kind of the first to, I think, acknowledge Patty's mental illness in those words. Bob is kind of feeling like he doesn't want to do passions anymore. So Stella Rose gets this insane idea to, like, make Patty seem like she committed suicide over Bob, but somehow Patty escapes. We'll get to that. We'll get to all of the things that happen. And then we find out that Christian put like tracking on her and also like roofied Magnolia so that, cause Magnolia like qualifies for the pageant again so that also Patty could qualify. And you know, they kind of think that pageants are triggering Patty, you know, and they shouldn't be the the drug of choice. And Patty's just all freaking out because this is gonna be like the fatty Patty legacy is like the suicide, like this terrible, terrible, sad story. Although this kind of does end up being very sad, but she feels like it's time to rewrite her own story. So she gets out and then Bob, meanwhile, is like, hey, what if we just all go 
you know, being into a thruple, but Bob Bernard is like, you know, I'm not a sex toy. Like, he's like, I'm gay emotionally, and he wants Bob to choose between the two. So choose or lose, and if you don't choose, you lose both for Bob. Patty ends up hitting Christian with a crowbar because he reminds her of all the bad things that Patty's that's done, and she just beats him to death, honestly, for the best, but obviously, you know, murder has consequences, so... And the fact that Patty believes she's, like, a good person when she kills him, it's so awful. So, meanwhile, Bob's over here going to commit suicide, but Patty calls and saves it. She did 34 blows to his head. It was the first time she had gun, though, so they push Car into the lake, and it just, like, doesn't sink, which is also very sad. And she also believes that she killed Stella Rose. So I don't know what you think, you know, feel free to go to the comments, feel free to DM me about this because I honestly really like this show. Yes, it's dark, but I don't feel like it's condoning these mental illnesses. Like you should be able to joke about mental illness. Like, and that's not to like create a stigma about it. That's just to like, you know, acknowledge that it's a complicated thing and humor sometimes I think makes it easier. I don't feel like this was like encouraging. You don't look at Patty as like the good person. She literally kills somebody at the end. It's not like everything's working out for her. Like I've definitely seen more toxic things. Like one could say Gossip Girl is a worse like eating disorder show than this for sure. Like this one is just the main character happens to have an eating disorder that she is struggling with. And that is like the day to day struggle of eating disorders. But let me know what you think. Obviously I have a different sort of life because I've like lived around eating disorder triggers my entire life with my mom being anorexic and everything. And I definitely encourage you if you want to help out about eating disorders and you want to learn more to visit Project Heal and donate at the campaign, I will include all of those links below for you. And yeah, let me know what you thought about Insatiable. I honestly really liked it. It really made me appreciate Debbie's talent and I just think there's a lot of great acting and great moments and things that like really made me laugh out loud about an issue sometimes that I feel like feels so hopeless but it, it is like raising awareness for it in my opinion because like by pretending mental illnesses like infect people like that that's just it's not accurate and it doesn't help end the problem because you need to learn awareness too and I think sometimes maybe by seeing somebody do that you're like oh my gosh that's like not how I want to live my life right by like seeing that own suffering even if you're going through it it's not like like, I don't understand this thing. Like, we do documentaries about serial killers. Like, not everybody who makes it on TV is idolized. But it's hard because we have this, like, culture of celebrity. But I'll get more in deep in that on my, like, YouTube channels and stuff. But, yeah. Thanks again for listening to Is This Really For Kids? Please make sure to subscribe to all my socials. And feel free to chat me up online more about Insatiable and any other of the movies that I've covered in review. Would love to chat about film and love to get to know my audience more. Have a good one. Bye.